Good morning. I'm Sarah French. I'm Ben Thompson. This is WCNC Charlotte to go. Here are your top stories. Today, school leaders in Cabarrus County are expected to take the first step in redistricting students. The Board of Education set to decide if they want to close an elementary school. It all comes as the district looks to address overcrowding. WCNC Charlotte's Destiny Richards has been following the story for weeks now and joins us with what this could mean for your family. Destiny. Good morning. Well, last week, Cabarrus County Schools held a public hearing where they heard from local families about a proposed decision to close Beverly Hills Elementary School. And tonight they will take an official vote on it. Many families expressed concerns in that hearing last week, saying the Title I school is an anchor in the community and the decision would have an impact on disadvantaged families. Closing the school would just be one part of a larger redistricting plan in the works for Cabarrus County county schools and more students than just those at Beverly Hills could be affected. One parent, Jessica Barnes, worries how transitioning her child to a new school could impact him academically. My kindergarten struggled with reading. He struggled with a lot of different things. Um, the one on one time that they give him at Beverly Hills, he might not get at another elementary school. So that's a big concern for me. Again, tonight is when the school board will vote on whether or not to close the elementary school and a final vote on a redistricting plan is set to happen next Monday, February 12th. Live in Concord, I'm Destiny Richards, WCNC Charlotte. I'll turn in more of today's top stories in your morning rush. Investigators are working to piece together what caused a deadly fire in Southwest Charlotte. Investigators say it happened at a home along Dixie River Road Saturday. Fire officials confirmed two people were inside at the time, but first responders were only able to rescue one person. Sadly, the other person died. Happening today, a man accused of creating a disturbing child porn, uh, distributing rather child porn is expected in court. The Burke County Sheriff's Office says they took Zebulon Zingefeld into custody over the weekend. He faces several charges and is currently being held without bond. This morning, the Watauga County School District is mourning the loss of a beloved coach and teacher. Michael Neff, a PE teacher at Hardin Park, passed away Thursday. The funeral service was Sunday at Alliance Bible Fellowship in Boone. Happening today, 12 counties in North Carolina will transition to a new digital court system known as eCourts. Currently, five counties are live on the eCourts system, including Mecklenburg County. State leaders estimate the program has saved more than 1.8 million sheets of paper since February 2023, but the system has dealt with glitches. It even prompted a class action lawsuit when people were allegedly left in jail after cases were dismissed. This week, the city of TKK will resume culling deer. The city is currently dealing with an overpopulation living within their city limits. The culling will take place from dawn till dawn until February 7th. And that is it for your morning rush. Here's what's happening across the Carolinas. A new report says over 4 million gallons of sewage spilled into the Congaree River last year. One of the biggest contributors was a power outage at a sewage treatment plant last April. Local leaders say they're working to reduce the numbers this year. A bill to restructure South Carolina's top environmental and health agency is advancing in the state Senate. The proposed bill comes after a report found the structure of DHEC is the most fragmented in the country. The bill would consolidate six separate state agencies into one. 
a UNC Chapel Hill grad is heading to space. NASA astronaut Zena Cardman will join the four-person crew for the mission later this year. She graduated from the university back in 2010. Time now to connect the dots. When we make the news, make six. Your new car may no longer include a popular staple from the past, and it's all thanks to Bluetooth and streaming services. More car makers are looking to get rid of AM radios, but Congress says not so fast. Let's connect the dots. In the last seven years, AM listeners have dropped by over 100 million people. That's according to Nielsen data. Tesla, Volvo, and BMW have all stopped putting the radio in some models. But lawmakers say not having an AM radio poses safety concerns. AM radio is a critical way of communication for emergency messages like Amber Alerts and Weather Alerts. It isn't law to require these radios. However, a new bill will require manufacturers to provide a safety warning when selling a car without them. And that is Connecting the Dots. Now to the day's checklist. Here are three stories worth knowing about today. One, a 17-year-old is behind bars this morning after the Chester County Sheriff's Office says he stabbed two people at a Waffle House. It happened late Friday night. One of the victims was rushed to the hospital in critical condition. The other is expected to be okay. The suspect is now facing several charges, including attempted murder. Number two, this morning, Kannapolis police are asking for your help to find this missing teenager. Laquanda Robinson was last seen on Thursday at A.L. Brown High School. If you have any information about where she could be, you're asked to call the Kannapolis Police Department. That number is on your screen. And number three, happening today, seven schools in Durham will be closed. It comes after the Durham Association of Educators announced it will be protesting today. The group decided to protest after school board members voted Friday to postpone a discussion about to address payment issues for classified staff. The board is scheduled to take up the issue again on Thursday. Well, no one likes getting a traffic ticket, but what if you get one in a different state? One viewer wanted to know if it would have consequences back here in North Carolina. WCNC Charlotte's Megan Bragg digs into it in today's Verify Fact Check. Well, getting a ticket is never fun. And one viewer asked us if they got an out of state ticket, will that show up as points on your North Carolina driver's license? Let's get the facts. Our sources, the American Association of Motor Vehicle Administration and North Carolina Master Trooper Christopher Casey. According to the American Association of Motor Vehicle Administration, there are two different interstate agreements regarding this sort of thing. The driver license compact and the non-resident violator compact and North Carolina is part of both. The driver license compact allows states to report motor vehicle related convictions to one another. The states we all do have an agreement together so if you were to get a ticket in those states they would report it back to North Carolina and then North Carolina what would do would pretty much mirror of a conviction in North Carolina. Traffic tickets can add points to your driving record, and if you accumulate enough points, your license could be suspended. Meanwhile, the non-resident violator compact requires states to report to each other when a driver fails to appear in court or pay a fine associated with a citation issued in another state. We stop individuals, especially out there on the interstates, people that are passing by. Uh, we do look at their driving record, and that lot does sometimes play into as far as our um, enforcement action. 
So it does help that we can look at other states and see what the driving record looks like. So states involved in these agreements will send the information to North Carolina. Casey says this is why it's important when you are traveling to a different state to know the rules of the road and follow the speed limit. Because if you rack up a violation in another state, it can come back to haunt you here at home. With your Verify Fact Check, I'm Megan Bragg. And if you have something you would like verified, just email us at verify at WCNC.com. Thanks for listening. You can find these stories and more at WCNC.com. And join the WCNC Charlotte team weekday mornings, 430 to 7 a.m. Like and subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend.